Good morning, everybody. My name, ladies and gentlemen. Today is January 20th. As I walk to, um, outside of the studio. It's a snowy morning in Passaic, New Jersey. Today, I wear my mask, which is the MAGA mask. For the past week, I was scared of wearing it to show the public that I represent Donald Trump. But today, I have mixed feelings of wearing something regretting this mask and some not regretting. Um, But today, we are ending a path for the best yet to come, as the president said. And I will vote for our president in 2024 if he's running again I am pretty sure that he said he's going to run again in 2024 because if something like this happened to him um, in 2020 he's not going to give up of running in 2024 millions and I mean millions of Americans voted for this guy. And today wished they can see this best, this great man be inaugurated again. I, I was hoping actually to be in um in Washington, D.C., on this day, and, um, and see the, see our president be inaugurated. I was planning on to do it. I said, you know what? If Joe Biden's in, I'm not going to be there. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you today, do not watch Joe Biden's inauguration. We need millions of Americans to say goodbye to Joe Biden. We need millions of Americans to say goodbye to him. We don't need Americans to show the views to Joe Biden. We don't need Americans to show the support to communist countries. We don't need Americans to say that we are showing support to him. America is about freedom. America is all about justice. America is all about everything. We bring jobs together. Americans go to work every day and fight freedom and justice. We fight and we bring our freedom every day, ladies and gentlemen. Even when it's hard to go to work, we got our freedom rights together. We bring it together even on a snowy morning where you get it um, together and we know as I look at it, um, as I look to my uh, front of me, see that amazing American flag, I will never, never give up the American flag because I was born as an American. And I know my freedom is important. And I'm a very patriotic person. And if I see an American flag in the garbage, If I see one in the garbage, 
we shall take it out. And I ask y'all to do that. God bless. Um, we're going to start the show in a moment. Good Good evening. Um, welcome, everybody. Today is January 20th. A little after, a couple hours after, uh, when our, the greatest president, President Trump, um, left office. And will be the greatest president of the United States of America. We're going to go live in a minute on uh, Facebook uh, to discuss all about everything. Um, what's your thoughts about the... Uh, I want to hear everybody's thought thoughts about the um about president trump's farewell address um um and the amazing amazing uh thing about what he said so coming up we're going to be live maybe have some guests um from facebook and what it what are people's thoughts um and even it's just a hangout today no guests for today yep Give us a minute. We're going to be live right now. Good. All right. Um, so the latest thing. We're going to play a couple uh, videos. Um, including. We're not going to play the um, Biden um, inaugural uh, speech. Because I don't want to. We're going to play President Trump's farewell address. Clip one. Um, let's pull it up first. Where is that? From last night. It's last night. Um, yeah, here we go. Farewell address. Mission to make America, in short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again. Give me a minute. My fellow Americans. Here we go. Four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild. My fellow Americans. Four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild our country, to renew its spirit, and to restore the allegiance of this government to its citizens. In short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. I'd like to begin by thanking just a few of the amazing people who made our remarkable journey possible. First, let me express my overwhelming gratitude for the love and support of our spectacular first Everyone on Facebook, you're watching um, me as we uh, talk about the uh, Trump leaving office so this is the uh farewell address you're listening to here we go lady melania let me also share my deepest appreciation to my daughter ivanka my son-in-law jared and to baron don eric tiffany and lara 
You fill my world with light and with joy. I also want to thank Vice President Mike Pence, his wonderful wife Karen, and the entire Pence family. Thank you as well to my Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, the dedicated members of the White House staff, and the Cabinet and all of the incredible people across our administration who poured out their heart and soul to fight for America. I also want to take a moment to thank a truly exceptional group of people, the United States Secret Service. My family and I will forever be in your debt. My profound gratitude as well to everyone in the White House military office, the teams of Marine One and Air Force One, every member of the armed forces, and state and local law enforcement all across our country. Most of all, I want to thank the American people. To serve as your president has been an honor beyond description. Thank you for this extraordinary privilege, and that's what it is, a great privilege and a great honor. We must never forget that while Americans will always have our disagreements, we are a nation of incredible, decent, faithful, and peace-loving citizens who all want our country to thrive and flourish and be very, very successful and good. We are a truly magnificent nation. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our capital. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I had not spent my career as a politician, but as a builder looking at open skylines and imagining infinite possibilities. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. So I left behind my former life and stepped into a very difficult arena but an arena nevertheless with all sorts of potential, if properly done. America had given me so much and I wanted to give something back. Together with millions of hardworking patriots across this land, we built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. We also built the greatest economy in the history of the world. It was about America first because we all wanted to make America great again. We restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation. And that means the whole nation. With the support and prayers of the American people, we achieved more than anyone thought possible. Nobody thought we could even come close. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history. We slashed more job-killing regulations. Peak of season, oak-grilled, fresh fish. Expert. ...than any administration had ever done before. We fixed our broken trade deals, withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership and the impossible Paris Climate Accord renegotiated the one-sided South Korea deal, and we replaced NAFTA with the groundbreaking USMCA, that's Mexico and Canada, a deal that's worked out very, very well. Also, and very importantly, we imposed historic and monumental tariffs on China, made a great new deal with China, but before the ink was even dry, we and the whole world got hit with the China virus. Our trade relationship was rapidly changing. Billions and billions of dollars were pouring into the U.S., but the virus forced us to go in a different direction. The whole world suffered, but America outperformed other countries economically because of our incredible economy and the economy that we built. Without the foundations and footings, it wouldn't have worked out this way. We wouldn't have some of the best numbers we've ever had. We also unlocked our energy resources and became the world's number one producer of oil and natural gas by far. 
Powered by these policies, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. We reignited America's job creation and achieved record low unemployment for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women, almost everyone. Income soared, wages boomed, the American dream was restored, and millions were lifted from poverty in just a few short years. It was a miracle. Stock market set one record after another with 148 stock market highs during this short period of time and boosted the retirements and pensions of hardworking citizens all across our nation. 401ks are at a level they've never been at before. We've never seen numbers like we've seen, and that's before the pandemic and after the pandemic. We rebuilt the American manufacturing base, opened up thousands of new factories, and brought back the beautiful phrase, made in the USA. To make life better for working families, we doubled the child tax credit and signed the largest ever expansion of funding for child care and development. We joined with the private sector to secure commitments to train more than 16 million American workers for the jobs of tomorrow. When our nation was hit with the terrible pandemic, we produced not one, but two vaccines with record-breaking speed, and more will quickly follow. They said it couldn't be done, but we did it. They called it a medical miracle, and that's what they're calling it right now, a medical miracle. Another administration would have taken three, four, five, maybe even up to ten years to develop a vaccine. We did it in nine months. We grieve for every life lost, and we pledge in their memory to wipe out this horrible pandemic once and for all. When the virus took its brutal toll on the world's economy, we launched the fastest economic recovery our country has ever seen. We passed nearly $4 trillion in economic relief, saved or supported over 50 million jobs, and slashed the unemployment rate in half. These are numbers that our country has never seen before. We created choice and transparency in healthcare, stood up to Big Pharma in so many ways, but especially in our effort to get favored nations clauses added, which will give us the lowest prescription drug prices anywhere in the world. We passed VA choice, VA accountability, right to try, and landmark criminal justice reform. We confirmed three new justices of the United States Supreme Court. We appointed nearly 300 federal judges to interpret our Constitution as written. For years, the American people pleaded with Washington to finally secure the nation's borders. I am pleased to say we answered that plea and achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. We have given our brave border agents and heroic ICE officers the tools they need to do their jobs better than they have ever done before and to enforce our laws and keep America safe. We proudly leave the next administration with the strongest and most robust border security measures ever put into place. This includes historic agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, along with more than 450 miles of powerful new wall we restored American strength at home and American leadership abroad. The world respects us again. Please don't lose that respect. We reclaimed our sovereignty by standing up for America at the United Nations and withdrawing from the one-sided global deals that never served our interests. And NATO countries are now paying hundreds of billions of dollars more than when I arrived just a few years ago. It was very unfair. We were paying the cost for the world. Now the world is helping us. And perhaps most importantly of all, with nearly $3 trillion, we fully rebuilt the American military, all made in the USA. We launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces in 75 years, the Space Force. And last spring, I stood at Kennedy Space Center in Florida and watched as American astronauts returned to space on American rockets for the first time in many, many years. 
We revitalized our alliances and rallied the nations of the world to stand up to China like never before. We obliterated the ISIS caliphate and ended the wretched life of its founder and leader, al-Baghdadi. We stood up to the oppressive Iranian regime and killed the world's top terrorist, Iranian butcher Qasem Soleimani. We recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. As a result of our bold diplomacy and principled realism, we achieved a series of historic peace deals in the Middle East. Nobody believed it could happen. The Abraham Accords opened the doors to a future of peace and harmony, not violence and bloodshed. It is the dawn of a new Middle East, and we are bringing our soldiers home. I am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new wars. Above all, we have reasserted the sacred idea that in America, the government answers to the people. Our guiding light, our North Star, our unwavering conviction has been that we are here to serve the noble, everyday citizens of America. Our allegiance is not to the special interests, corporations, or global entities. It's to our children, our citizens, and to our nation itself. As president, my top priority, my constant concern, has always been the best interests of American workers and American families. I did not seek the easiest course. By far, it was actually the most difficult. I did not seek the path that would get the least criticism. I took on the tough battles, the hardest fights, the most difficult choices, because that's what you elected me to do. Your needs were my first and last unyielding focus. This, I hope, will be our greatest legacy. Together, we put the American people back in charge of our country. We restored self-government. We restored the idea that in America, no one is forgotten because everyone matters and everyone has a voice. We fought for the principle that every citizen is entitled to equal dignity, equal treatment, and equal rights, because we are all made equal by God. Everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, to have their voice heard, and to have their government listen. You are loyal to your country, and my administration was always loyal to you. We worked to build a country in which every citizen could find a great job and support their wonderful families. We fought for the communities where every American could be safe and schools where every child could learn. We promoted a culture where our laws would be upheld, our heroes honored, our history preserved, and law-abiding citizens are never taken for granted. Americans should take tremendous satisfaction in all that we have achieved together. It's incredible. Now, as I leave the White House, I have been reflecting on the dangers that threaten the priceless inheritance we all share. As the world's most powerful nation, America faces constant threats and challenges from abroad. But the greatest danger we face is a loss of confidence in ourselves, a loss of confidence in our national greatness. A nation is only as strong as its spirit. We are only as dynamic as our pride. We are only as vibrant as the faith that beats in the hearts of our people. No nation can long thrive that loses faith in its own values, history, and heroes. For these are the very sources of our unity and our vitality. What has always allowed America to prevail and triumph over the great challenges of the past has been an unyielding and unashamed conviction in the nobility of our country and its unique purpose in history. We must never lose this conviction. We must never forsake our belief in America. The key to national greatness lies in sustaining and instilling our shared national identity. That means focusing on what we have in common, the heritage that we all share. At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech, and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place in America. It's not even thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. 
In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. For nearly 250 years, in the face of every challenge, Americans have always summoned our unmatched courage, confidence, and fierce independence. These are the miraculous traits that once led millions of everyday citizens to set out across a wild continent and carve out a new life in the Great West. It was the same profound love of our God-given freedom that willed our soldiers into battle and our astronauts into space. As I think back on the past four years, one image rises in my mind above all others. Whenever I traveled all along the motorcade route, there were thousands and thousands of people. They came out with their families so that they could stand as we passed and proudly wave our great American flag. It never failed to deeply move me. I knew that they did not just come out to show their support of me. They came out to show me their support and love for our country. This is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the Forbidden City in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for, and that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart and optimistic spirit and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. The one thing that is very interesting, the president didn't mention um, Joe Biden at all during that address. That's the one thing. That's very interesting. That is the very interesting thing. That is during the address that he didn't um, mention a word about Joe Biden. We're gonna play. Um, are we? Are we gonna play the um inaugural farewell? Let's play the inaugural farewell. Ninety percent of the news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth. Four years. Hold on. Sorry about that. Here.
London First Lady taking the stage. This is from Right Side Broadcasting. <laughs> As you hear, the, uh, the, um, right. crowd is going nuts. President, First Lady, let's listen in. This was at 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, thank you very much. And we love you. And I can tell you that from the bottom of my heart. This has been an incredible four years. Uh, we've accomplished so much together. I want to thank all of my family and my friends and my staff and so many other people for being here. I want to thank uh, you for your effort, your hard work. People have no idea how hard this family worked. They worked, and they worked for you. They could have had a much easier life, uh, but they just... They just when, I, when, when I see the president's family for some reason it gives me joy. Like Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Kimberly Trump, Eric, um, Don Jr. Trump, Eric, um, Tiffany, and Laura. All of them. Seeing them on helping the president is amazing. Um, I didn't see Barron at all today. I wonder if he, um, he was with, I don't know. I didn't see him at all today. I wonder if he went to, um, if he went to Florida already, or even if he is allowed to be a part of this. Because he's part of the family. And he was one of the members. He was one of the family members in the White House. He did a fantastic job. I just want to thank all of you, everyone. Uh, I want to thank Mark Meadows, who's here someplace right there. I want to thank Mark. But it's been, uh, it's been something very special. We've accomplished a lot. Our First Lady has been a woman of great grace and beauty and dignity and so popular with the people so popular with the people in fact honey would you like to say a few words please i loved how how he said allowed melania to speak first it's great let you let your wife speak first and be while you're under the pressure Leaving office. I like that. Being your first lady was my greatest honor. Thank you for your love and your support. You will be in my thoughts and prayers. God bless you all. God bless your families. And God bless this beautiful nation. What else has to be said, right? But what we've done, that's true, honey, great job. What we've done has been amazing by any standard. We rebuilt the United States military. We created a new force called Space Force. That in itself would be a major achievement for a regular administration. We were not a regular administration. We took care of the vets, 91% approval rating. They've never had that before. The vets have given us the VA. The vets have given us an approval rating like uh, has never been before. We took care of our vets and our beautiful vets. They were very badly treated before we came along. And uh, as you know, we get them great service and we pick up the bill and they can go out and they can see a doctor if they have to wait long periods of time. We got it so that we can 
Sadly, uh, get rid of people that don't treat our vets properly. We had we didn't have any of those rights before when I came on. So our vets are happy. Our people are happy. Our military is thrilled. We also got tax cuts, the largest tax cut and reform in the history of our country by far. The reason why it sounds very windy, it is. Now the media um, is making fun of him by saying, oh, it's, it's, um, he's sad. He's not sad. He's upset that he lost. Um, and all, and the media also says that he, he's not doing what Trump does, but it's not, it's not that, it's just windy. I hope they don't raise your taxes, but if they do, I told you so. And uh, if you look at the regulations, which I consider the regulation cuts to be maybe even more important, that's why we have such good and have had such good job numbers. The job numbers have been absolutely incredible. When we started, had we not been hit by the pandemic, uh, we would have had uh, numbers that would never have been seen already. Our numbers are the best ever. If you look at what happened until February a year ago, our numbers were at a level that nobody had ever seen before. And even now, we really built it twice. We got hit. Nobody blames us for that. The whole world got hit. And then we built it again. And now the stock market is actually substantially higher than it was at its higher point prior to the pandemic. So it's uh, really, you could say, we built it twice. And uh, you're going to see... You're going to see incredible numbers start coming in if everything is sort of left alone. Be careful. Very complex. Be careful. But you're going to see some incredible things happening. And uh, remember us when you see these things happening, if you would. Remember us because uh, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at elements of our economy that are set to be a rocket ship up. It's a rocket ship up. We have the greatest country in the world. We have the greatest economy in the world. And as bad as the pandemic was, we were hit so hard, just like the entire world was hit so hard. Places that thought they got away with it didn't get away with it. They're suffering right now. We did something that is uh, really considered a medical miracle. They're calling it a miracle. And that was the vaccine. We got the vaccine developed in nine months instead of nine years or five years or ten years or a long time. It was supposed to take a long time. I'm nervous. I've decided to quit vaping live on social media. I don't know what's going to happen. Text ditch vape to 88709. Many, many years to develop a vaccine. We have two out. We have another one coming almost immediately, and uh, it really is a great achievement. So you should start to see really good numbers over the next uh, few months. I think you're going to see those numbers really skyrocket downward. And I can only say this. uh, We have worked hard. We've left it all, as the athletes would say, we've left it all in the field. We don't have to... We don't have to come and say, we'll never say in a month when we're sitting in Florida, we're not going to be looking at each other and saying, you know, if we only worked a little bit harder, you can't work harder. And we had a lot of obstacles and we went through the obstacles and we just got 75 million votes. And that's a record in the history of in the history of sitting presidents. That's an all-time record by a lot, by many millions in the history of sitting presidents. It's been really just an honor. Uh, One of the things we're very, very proud of is the selection of almost 300 federal judges and three great Supreme Court justices. That's a very big number. That's a record-setting number. And uh, so we've done a lot, and there's still things to do. The first thing we have to do is pay our respects and our love to the 
incredible people and families who suffered so gravely from the China virus. It's a uh, horrible thing that was put onto the world. We all know where it came from, but it's a horrible, horrible thing. So be very careful. Be very, very careful. But we want to pay uh, great love, great love to all of the people that have suffered, including families who have suffered so gravely. So with that, I, I just want to say you are amazing people. This is a great, great country. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. It reminds me of a a rally, a real Trump rally. It sounds like it. They're saying thank you, Trump. It's really not. I will always fight for you. I will be watching, I will be listening, and I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better. I wish the new administration great luck and great. There you go. He says, I wish the new administration good luck. The question is, why does he say the new administration? Why doesn't he say Joe Biden or Cam Camelia Harris? So I'll 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 go over that in a few after the the video. Why he says it, and and even the uh, Democrats might agree with my answer. We're on we're, we're also live on Facebook. You can uh, comment below your thoughts. Hello, everybody. Um, your thoughts about the latest thing about Trump. We're continuing with the um, Trump um, video, farewell address. Comment below, what do you think about Trump? What was your greatest thing about Trump? Success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. And again... We put it in a position like it's never been before, despite the worst plague to hit since, I guess you'd say, 1917, over a hundred years ago. And despite that, despite that, the things that we've done have been just incredible. And I couldn't have done them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. He has a lot of people. He has a lot of people. And again, uh, I want to just in leaving, I want to thank our vice president, Mike Pence and Karen. I want to thank Tom. So the one thing I, I, I think that he should have not said is that Maybe he should have. He, I mean, he should say goodbye to you, or thank. He should say thank you to. He should say thank you to Mike Pence, but he's not going to have Mike Pence as vice president ever again, because he's upset at the guy. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Congress, because we really worked well with Congress. Uh, at least certain elements of Congress. But we really did. We've gotten so much done that nobody thought would be possible. But I do want to thank Congress. And I want to thank all of the great people of Washington, D.C., all of the people that we worked with to put this miracle together. So, have a good life. We will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And there's the... the uh... I'll play 
the YMCA with Trump. And there's still things to Famous song, ladies and gentlemen. It's the famous song that President Trump would play after his rallies. We all know about this. Here we go. It's been a hot, hot season all year. Final time for 2020. Here we go. His supporters are dancing to the song. Eight o'clock in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody is up and dancing for the pleasure. It's great. I just loved seeing him hugging and shaking hands or even kissing um his family. His family's the wonderful, wonderful people. Actually, I think I found Baron. Um, I think I saw Baron. I'm not sure. That's the, that's the question. I have to ask um Brian Craig, who's um. Um, wonderful man who does a podcast on, in, uh, Florida. You should listen to him. Search him on, uh, on YouTube. Hugging Don Jr., Hugging Kimberly, Hugging Kiffy, Was great. Final salute. How's everybody doing? We're watching uh the president of the talk about it? I said, up the stairs, and we're about to uh, talk about it. If you want to um, talk, come to me. He turns around and claps and waves goodbye to America. And he heads to Florida, the greatest man in the world, Donald Trump. 
ladies and gentlemen, the next person that I'd like to um, say that earns another a shout out with with um, the president. Yes, this guy. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. Call or go online to order MyPillow Premium, and Mike will give you a second pillow absolutely free. Use the promo code on your screen to get two MyPillows for the price of one. Don't delay. Order now. We're not sponsored by MyPillow, but I just wanted to give them a shout-out. Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. He's a big supporter of Trump. Huge supporter of Trump. All right. Let's get into... Um, let's get into it. So. What are your thoughts... About... Him saying... The... Um, him saying... The... The next administration, my thoughts are, it's okay. It's fine. I was speaking to a, um, let's say a liberal guy. I, I don't have that much against, um, liberal people, but I say my stuff my conservative views to people like these type of people. I say my kind of things, and then at the end of the day, I say um, we agree in some ways, but we don't agree in many in the other ways. Because it's America. So... My my theory is, it's not a theory, my, my thoughts are that the reason why he didn't say Joe Biden or Camelia Harris, I say Camelia, by the way, um, because I'd rather um, the, the reason why he didn't say that is because He felt like his his election was stolen. The man the man has a right to not to say the name of a man who stole his election. The man has a right. I mean, at the same time he's he's Donald Trump. Donald Trump does anything he wants. That's Donald Trump for you. If you watch Donald Trump um, do a lot during the year, I watched him at during the um, this entire year from the elections from the um, for the past four years. I've been watching him. The man is Donald Trump. He does anything. <laughs> And he changed America in huge ways. Huge ways, ladies and gentlemen. That's the great part of America. And he said his promises, he said he changed America. And that's what we, um, that's what we had. 
I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the uh, the Trump inauguration. And for those who don't remember the Trump inauguration, surprisingly, most liberal. Um, liberal, um, liberal medias don't cover this kind of stuff, but they do, but they do, they had to. They had to. Unfortunately, they had to. Meanwhile, we're gonna go in. We're gonna um do this the speech for the fifty eighth inauguration. Um, here we go. Who remembers this? Millions and millions of people. Chief Justice Roberts, President Carter, President Clinton, President Bush. He had to go through all of the fellow presidents. And people of the world, thank you. Millions of Americans out there. We, the citizens of America are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and, and restore its promise for all of our people. He did. Together. He did. President Trump did a great job for our country. And he promised. He made a lot of promises and he made America very successful in their economy, very successful in um, the justice system, very successful in many ways. And today, I shall thank the president. We thank Donald Trump for his service. We thank the entire Trump administration. And we say thank you for his service. The, um... The, the, the one thing that I find is that, the one thing that I find interesting that he said, um, he thanked Mike Pence. He thanked Mike Pence. The reason why he thanked Mike Pence is that he hated the guy, and he's not going to run it again, but I think that Maybe a slight chance. Mike Pence, Mike Pence wants to run for um, president in twenty twenty four, but he, I think he's not gonna, he's not gonna make it at all. One, one of my um, commenters on Facebook actually said that, um, said that Don Junior. Is going to make it. But with President Trump. I don't know if Don Jr. is going to run. Don Jr. is one of the campaign managers. Listen. Is Don Jr. going to run? We don't know ladies and gentlemen. We don't know. What is. Now the question is. 
What is President Trump going to do while he's out of office? Is he going to, um, is he going to, is he continuing these rallies that he has been doing, um, for the past few months? Is he going to make a, uh, TV show? Is he going to, what a, is he going to, um, use parlor and, uh, continuing par, parloring? Every day about Joe Biden. So what I think is. He's going to do. I think he's going to do some rallies. People like to see. President Trump in person. Rather on TV. There's a reason why their people went to the rallies. And there was a reason why people like to go into the rally and support him. It's not because of MAGA. MAGA is, is actually like that. They support you. They support them. And the other thing, if he doesn't do that, I think that he's going to make an actual TV station. I think that he's going to do that. Thank you, President Trump. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And God bless your family, what they've done for our country. And God bless the um, president administration. We're going to talk about um, Joe Biden's um, stuff on the next episode. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot to talk about. But I just wanted to make a separate podcast. For the president. What he's done. For a country. Is the greatest. Just the greatest. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Say goodbye to the President of the United States of America, Donald Trump. Let's play this song. for tuning in hope you enjoyed this um podcast um and god bless the united states of america seriously we gotta we gotta say god bless to the united states of america even during these tough times i'm gonna um uh, give you guys a uh, 
a uh, link to another guy that I like to listen to. His name is Brian Craig. B R A I N C A no C R A I G. He's a he's a um he's a uh, podcaster, and he's a broadcaster located in Florida, and he talks about the president, and he talks about conservative views, but he has um liberals that um listen to his station. They call in, they say their stuff, and sometimes he doesn't agree, sometimes he agrees. I love listening to him. You should um, subscribe to him, and you should um, tune in to him. I'm not sponsored by him, but I'm giving him a shout-out. Um, you, should, you should definitely uh, give, them, give him a... Uh, Try. So last night, President Trump uh, pardoned many people before he left. He pardoned over 143 people, which is amazing. Amazing. Great stuff that he did, including Little Wayne. That he did was great, and it's amazing that a president could pardon people before they leave, and that's the greatest thing. I have to leave off. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Saying it so long. I'll be back. Even during the time when Biden's our president.